Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hat the third, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California, for yet another episode of YWL Online's Anything Can Happen Saturday. Yay! Joining me in studio, as per the usual, is my friend, my brother in Christ, the disembodied voice of Rudy. Everybody, I love you all. Waka, waka, waka with the Lord. And joining us from a more than acceptable safe social distance through the miracle of telephony is my father, Chaplain Bill Hatch. How you doing, Pop? Doing well. Hello, my fellow Bible Inquisitors. Hope you're doing well on this fine Saturday. Me too. <laughs> I've been relegated to the basement, uh, furnished basement, but it's our clutter room, truthfully, <laughs> uh, because we are we are taking care of no that's not the right word we're letting our two-year-old grandson rule the the fur the main floor that's it <laughs> so i'm down here so he won't be getting into he likes phones mm. so he would be grabbing at this phone all the yes, time yes he uh he but used uh, he used mom's phone the producer's phone to call me earlier and uh give me some uh give me some tips on how to do a better show is that what that, he was I think that's what about? he was jabbering about, yes. <laughs> okay, well, anything will work, I reckon. Oh, mercy. But anyway, I guess before we start working on Titus Chapter 2... Mm -hmm. We have time for some Rudy News! Waka, 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 Hi, everybody, I love you all, remember... Be kind to others. It will bring joy to you. You will see that you're doing something, but don't dwell on it because then it becomes yours instead of God's. So everything I do, I try to do uh, good, talk to everybody, and it feels good because uh, sometimes, you know, you say things and people say, oh, thank you, I, I, I needed that, or I know God loves us, or, I, you know, today's a bad day, but thank you for saying that. And you know what? That's what we do. Let's try to bring up people's spirits. We want to make this place the happiest place on earth, the world. <laughs> but, I mean, heaven's better, but what we got to do is make it a, a little bit better for all of us. I love you all. Walk walk with the Lord and, pray, and love each other. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and the second unto it is love thy neighbor as thyself. That pretty well covers it, doesn't pretty it? Much. Okay. Yep. So yeah, love, uh, love one another as uh, as Jesus loved us. Yeah. All that good stuff. And how do we love the, and how are we going to love the others this morning? Are we going to talk about Titus chapter two? Yes, but I think we better give some background about all of Titus. Okay. And there's I think there's good reason for it. Uh, but it might seem like rabbit trails from my perspective. So if I get too far off on the intro okay. bill, you uh rein me in, as it were. I shall do so. All right. Titus, as well as 1st and 2nd Timothy, are referred to as pastoral letters. Mm -hmm. They are written later in Paul's life. 
We don't know exactly how to time frame it all because Luke doesn't cover the time period in Acts. Right. It appears to be that those three letters are written after Paul's first house arrest and going before Caesar. Uh, which I am more and more understanding better, but it's not covered in Acts. Right. Acts stops at that point, and we lose Luke. I do not find a reference to Luke in any of the pastoral epistles. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the scholars look at Titus and First and Second Timothy and say, you know, pretty sure that a scribe wrote this stuff down for Paul. Mm-hmm but it's not Luke because Luke as detailed as he was with acts. He would have said after, uh, you know, after he was saw Her Caesar, he was released. And then we'd know for sure that Paul actually got to Spain or not, but it is presumed. And I know we have to be careful of that. No, that's when we assume. So we have to presume that Paul made it to Spain and he did it via Crete, which is what Titus, where Titus was when Paul wrote this letter to him. Uh, how's that for a background with some sense to it? If you, oh. if you look at the map of the Mediterranean, right you'll see that from Rome, Rome is uh, north of both places of Spain and Crete, mm -hmm. uh, but Crete is further east and Spain is certainly a lot further west. Yeah. But it appears that Paul had some sort of triangle thing from Rome being up here down to Crete across to Spain, or it might've been that he went from Rome to Spain and then to Crete and then back up because we have uh, one or two cities that are named uh, in the pastoral epistles that were never named in any of the uh, travels in Acts right. that Luke did so well on. So what's going on in Paul's life? He's getting older. He still expects the imminent return of Jesus, just like we do today. But now he's starting to change his emphasis. And chapter two is an important chapter because it really does reflect toward us today. Paul is telling Titus something new for Paul. And that is Paul, I'm sorry, Titus. Okay, wow. Titus is supposed to teach people in Crete or Christians in Crete to become teachers. That's really different for Paul. But it's the fact that he's starting to realize that while he wants Jesus to come today, he has to make sure that the Christian church is continuing uh, preparations for him not coming. And so that's what we're going to focus on here in chapter two is teaching Christians to become teachers.
which we have to continue still today. How's that, Bill? That sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, of course, because uh, as we've said before, um, it's uh, certainly uh, important for us to expect Jesus to return immediately, but to prepare as though he's not. You know, yep. which is why you shouldn't be selling your house and going up on the mountaintop and uh, and waiting around. <laughs> right on that one. That was the Thessalonians, wasn't it, Bill? I think so. I believe it was, yeah. Uh, but no, we have to be standing our ground for Christ. Yep. And we have to teach the next generation or the church stops. Right. And the church today is suffering uh, there, I'm told, or yeah, our producer told me an article that she read that said that two-thirds of the children who were brought up in the church in the last generation or so mm -hmm. have stopped going wow. to church. They never really felt like there was any fellowship uh, that they could rely on for, you know, mutual support. Mm -hmm. And we have to say and look at that and say, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. We need to, and if you're not taught about all the fellowship and the love that is in the Bible towards everybody, then why they fall away? Yeah. That's why. They yeah, we were talking a little bit about that uh, during uh, my uh, men's group meeting last night. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, about how uh, what we need to do to uh, to get the kids uh, interested, to get them back, and uh, um, talked a little bit about things like uh, um, like how the churches aren't really embracing the culture as uh, as it moves forward and changes. Um, they're stuck in their old ways. Um, and while we certainly cannot change the gospel to, uh, to meet the desires of the culture, we can certainly uh, change some of our traditions, our, our human traditions, to, uh, to make uh, church more attractive to, uh, um, mm -hmm. to, the, uh, to the changing culture. And that was kind of what happened to, uh, to First Baptist of Santa Ana, was, uh, um, was they, uh, they got stuck in their, in their ways and uh, um, and the church got smaller and smaller and smaller until it shrank away into nothing, like the incredible shrinking man. <laughs> yes, only it's not too incredible for the church. It's really no, pretty no. easy for us to dwindle away. Yeah. And there are some very simple ways that I really, you know, have recently been told about that I never even considered. I'm I am very firm in, you know, using the phone to call and talk to people mm -hmm. about things, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Having church telephone trees is important, mm -hmm. but what about the phone and text messages, especially <laughs> with teenagers? Uh -huh. And, you know, the idea there are, apparently there are templates that can be used for text messages. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm glad you said, yeah, because I really don't understand it fully. I'd like to know better. But it's like sending out, you know, messages to teens as groups and being able to just text them with things that are going on. 
oh yeah, Wednesday night at church, it's a great thing, we can do that. Or we're all meeting at the Coliseum for the annual uh, pray at the flag uh, basis mm -hmm. items. And we have that out here. You may not have that there in California, but it's still you know, uh, something that is available. The text message is certainly a tool that would reach out better. And if you can do them instead of, well, there are 20 different kids and I have to type that in 20 times, it's like, no, apparently not. Yeah. So I need to learn more about that. Yep. <laughs> it's important. However, when it comes to Titus and verse one, even, it's the point of uh, teach with sound teachings right. or doctrine. Doctrine is pretty heavy, so I don't say that. Uh, but it's sound teaching. And Paul's focus is on something that was not as developed as it is today. And when I say it, you're going to say, well, it's not very well developed today. And I'll say you're right. But that is family. Uh, the sound teachings, of course, is Christian living, but it's to a unit that is not very sound today, the family. Uh, you know, we managed to get so spread out so quickly, uh, especially when children get to be teenagers. Uh, they, you know, you can have three teenagers at home and they're going in at least five directions at once and trying to get them along with mom and dad. And I know that part is even hard today uh, with all the situations that we have uh, with marriages, remarriages, divorces, etc. That it's rather difficult. And that was the same thing was true back then because families were basically considered property of the father. Right. And Paul is getting Titus to teach new ideas to the folks at Crete. And Crete was not uh, well thought of in those days. Right. They well, literally, it was, even Cretans were calling themselves to be liars, mm -hmm. and I think drunkards, but certainly liars, uh, who cannot be trusted. Right. And uh, so we have this, well, okay, what should we teach them? The sound doctrines of Christ, the Bible, which they did not know. I want to say in the back of my brain that it was at one time believed that the Philistines, who were back in and around the time of, uh, well, the forming of Israel uh, in the Promised Land, that it said that they came from Kephor or Crete. Right. I'm not positive as I say it out loud now, if that's no, correct. No, that's, that's correct. That's one of the possible places for them to have come from. Yeah. Uh, mind you, that itself may have been a stopping place. They may have been northern invaders uh, from Europe, just as we discussed. What was that, 100 years ago last <laughs> week? Uh, about Colossians yep, yep. Uh, being uh, actually... Celts mm -hmm. who came down into that area. Right. Well, we may see that that was a northern invasion earlier also. But 
the Cretans had gotten to a point of just being considered lazy and definitely uh, liars and not well thought right. of. Well, you, you gotta so, you gotta uh, remember, of course, that the word Cretan has made its way into modern language to mean exactly that. So there must be, you know, some uh, some truth to it. Societal societal reference. reference. Yeah. Yeah, and yet also we can say that uh, in a, well, that's a rabbit trail. And I know it's a short chapter today, so maybe I can get away with it. <laughs> but the Philistines, you know, don't be such a Philistine. Right. Like, you know, can't change with the times, except Of course, that's kind but of when the, you look... the opposite, because the Philistines were the ones who had the advanced weapons, the advanced art, the advanced, everything they had was more advanced than the Israelites. And yet we call somebody a Philistine when they are behind. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly the point I was getting yeah, to. Thank no problem. But, you know, getting back here to the sound doctrines that Paul wants Titus to teach. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's to teach in a way that the listeners become teachers. Right. And so we get into, into this particular Yes, it's an important chapter for us still today. All right. Yeah, that's something we've been we've been talking about the last couple of uh, last couple of Fridays. Is uh, um, you know how do we how do we teach the young or the younger um, about uh, about the ways of Christ and uh, and what we came up with is that we display them. You know, if it's important to pray then we need to pray. If it is important to read the Bible, then we need to read the Bible. We don't just, uh, we don't just teach them, okay, pray. We don't, do, you know, we don't just say, hey, read the Bible and, uh, and not do it ourselves. We, we teach them by doing it. And, uh, and do exactly. the, the most important thing that you can do is to, is to do the thing that's important. If you, whatever you spend your time doing, is what the children or the young people, the younger people, um, are going to do. You know, if uh, if they become a Christian and they see everybody going to church on Saturday early on Saturday morning to pray, then that's what's going to seem normal to them, and that's what they're going to do. Um, more more likely than not, anyway. Um, of course, uh, of course, teaching uh, you know teaching by te by telling. Is certainly uh, certainly important too, but uh, um, but uh, but people will tend to reflect what they see in you. And yes. So, uh, um, so living yeah, by so example is living, certainly yeah. important. Teaching uh, by example, yeah. One of the commentators in my study Bible uh, literally talks about you know this is a missionary perspective in chapter two, but it's not foreign missions. You know, today right. when we think missions, we think about missionaries going outside of our area. <laughs> this is really right here at home. Right. The now mission that, field is outside your front door. It is, but it's a new concept yeah. and for them. And even though the Great Commission says starting at home and working your way out, we're focusing, I think, just on Crete itself. And they're wanting, Paul is wanting Titus to teach these teachers to be missionaries right at home 
and they have to do it by living a godly example because they have to get across the idea that, wait a minute, our God, and this is true, but our God doesn't lie. Cretans are known for lying. Other gods could not be looked at as being reliable because they don't exist. Right. So all these false gods that were around and saying, well, if you do this, you'll do that. Except, you know, it, those were all lies. Only the God of Jesus, being Jesus, yeah. doesn't lie. And they have to start off by showing themselves to be not liars, but truthful. Mm -hmm. And truthers, truthers? Oh. truthers why not? <laughs> Because tr so, truthers were the one were were the group who wanted Obama's uh, birth certificate. Ah, uh, yes. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. <laughs> so, do you have any box stuff on verse one, Bill? I do not. Uh, okay. There, the the they do have a, a bit of extra um, for uh, in the amplified, um, but nothing uh, nothing too special. Um, uh, let's see, uh, teach the, th but as for you, teach the things which are in agreement with sound doctrine, brackets, uh, which produces men and women of good character whose lifestyle identifies them as true Christians. Yeah. Okay. That's important to be able to say, you know, in an expounded way. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're looking at here. It's. You can't have a non-Christian teaching others about Christ. Right. Can't. No. It just doesn't. Uh, and that's why I always try to say that when it comes to Sunday school teachers, even if they are a new, well, especially if they're a new Christian, does not mean they should be put in a position of authority. And we have that elsewhere from Paul. Uh, but imagine just being thrown into a Sunday school class um, with, oh, say, third graders. And if you aren't prepared to follow all the rabbit trails of a third grader. Hey, don't you just uh, have to stay one chapter ahead of the class to be a teacher? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> if you were a Pharisee or a scribe, that was about where they were when Jesus came on the scene. But it's certainly not the way it should be no. ever in our Christian walk of teaching others. All right. So, but anyway, that's just all about verse one. Now we're going to get into the descriptive levels that Paul tells Titus to work from. Uh, Bill, verse two, please. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, in steadfastness, Christ-like in character. And I like my translation, which definitely focuses on endurance. Mm. Our faith is not something like a foot race that Paul describes elsewhere, where you run the race and if you win, you win. It's something that is continually ongoing. It is a but lifelong race. It is. 
And Paul starts off with the older men idea. You notice that it's it's not really talking about drinking too much. Well, mine's uh, a temperate. We do see that with, yeah, that's my point is, is that he's just not saying stop drinking. He does do that with the women. That's a whole different topic that I don't know if I want to discuss yet because we're with the men right now anyway. But self-control, meaning and, and yeah, temperate, but it's not being excessive in things that you shouldn't be excessive in. Right. I'm excessive in food eating. Me too. I know it. And that's just the way life is. Yeah. And I have to say, you know what? I love to eat, but I should be eating to live, not living to eat. Because it's a fine line about what should and should not be done. But food is so I'm tasty. <laughs> yes, it is. And um, my wife is an excellent cook. Yes, and I like to still take her out to eat a lot anyway. Uh, because, and I, and I can just justify it. Isn't it terrible? I can justify the fact I like to take her out to eat because when she cooks, she fixes things and puts it down in front of me. And then she goes back in the kitchen and works more on hers to bring it out. And I don't like that. I like it when we both get our meals at the same time. So I can justify going out to eat. Yeah doesn't take much and then you all don't have to do the cleanup that's very true also <laughs> uh but you know it's we have those situations in our lives but paul is saying be self-controlled mm -hmm. worthy of respect i mean if a society is calling itself uh liars and drunkards i guess there's not much society uh respect and if you're not getting it from your own society you're not going to get it from other societies and unfortunately we have too many hierarchy uh groups now as it is both here at home as well as abroad uh what people think about americans yeah. i wish they would just be able to say well there's a great christian person but somebody else would not like that and try to take them out perhaps mm. you know it just gets there mm. but you know being sensible being sound in faith which again they had so many different religions with gods with little g's mm -hmm. and well, let's see, it's Tuesday night, so the uh, worshipers of Baal are having their their potluck. We can go there. <laughs> and Thursday night, it's, uh, oh, maybe. It's the Bacchanalia. You know what? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can fill in any name, and I and I know there are several. Uh, the, not Andorra, but, you know, uh, Demetrius and the worshipers, that, that he made silver crosses for, or oh, uh, temples for. Artemis. Yes. Artemis? Artemis the Huntress? Yes, the female Artemis. 
uh, you know, and then you know, they could literally be swayed that way. Uh, this is a celebration, so let's go party with this God, or let's go party with that God, mm -hmm. or yeah, uh -uh. they weren't well. Uh, the 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 pagans at the t of the time weren't just interested in the parties; they were interested in seeing um, in seeing demonstrations of power, too. And uh, um, and so whatever tricks uh, they could use to uh, to show, ooh, you know, we've got we've got the power. Then uh, yes. then people were apt, then pagans were apt to uh, to go and see you. And I mean, who doesn't want to do that today? Who doesn't want to see a demonstrate? You know, somebody call lightning down from the sky, you know, or something like that. When I went to Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Mm -hmm. I was a brigade chaplain, and while we were there, I had a soldier approach me who claimed he was a Wiccan, mm -hmm. and there were six other Wiccans in our brigade, Wow! and he came to me and said, and I'm going to have a Wiccan ceremony on October 31st. This would have been in 1990, 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I looked at him and said, really? Well, are you, uh, do you have your paperwork to show that you are a lay leader? Mm -hmm. uh, able, you know, authorized to hold those services? And he said, no. I said, well, it's early, you know, it's early September. So if you can write back and get that endorsement, we can have that set up for you to have these other six people join you. In the meantime, if you can't get that endorsement, you may certainly have a service all by yourself mm -hmm. and I will provide a place for you and I will provide a chaplain assistant to make sure nobody bothers you uh, now, my my little horns sometimes are going to come up on this, so <laughs> bear with me for a minute. Right. Uh, he never did get the authorization. Hmm. October 31st came around. None of the other six, by the way, approached their battalion chaplains right. or even came to me about it. So we're talking one person now, it's, so it's down to him. And sure enough, you know, I literally had him out in the middle of the desert by himself. I had my chaplain assistant a respectable way away, right. making sure nobody bothered him. Yeah. Actually, it was that he didn't bother anybody else. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I was, I don't know if I can do that with enough fingers. I was like out here. You got the hook of horns. Praying, <laughs> praying against him. Right. Uh, about what he was doing. Well, he claimed, and I could not see it, neither could my chaplain assistant, but he claimed that he could have a little sparks of fire that he could literally play with back and forth in his hands. Uh -huh. Sort of reminds me of the last uh, cartoon on The Sorcerer's Apprentice oh, yeah. from Walt Disney. Uh -huh. um, because the big devil literally had fire going back from hand to hand. Oh, oh um, on the, you mean, uh, Night on not Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, Fantasia. Thank you, Fantasia, yes. the last 
cartoon was a night on Bald Mountain. Right. Now that I say all that, whole point being, on October 31st, while he was playing with these bits of fire, his wife, who was also Wiccan, mm -hmm. was working at her fast food restaurant place where she was an employee and got robbed at gunpoint. Yeah. And she was shoved into the their cooler freezer area. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was freezer, but the cooler. And the door was shut tight on her. So while he's playing with this fire stuff, his wife is suffering consequences that I don't think happen in the normal Christian walk. I mean, people get robbed all the time, but uh, but it is sure. uh, but it is quite amazing that it would happen right then on Halloween. On same Halloween, yeah, yes, and so it's you know it was never did could make a difference for them. But still, it was, they had this kind of life. And Paul here, back to the, back to the show, yeah. Paul here is telling Titus that the men need to be self-controlled. Yeah. And they need to be temperate. They need to be setting good Christian examples. Mm -hmm. Amen for that, for all of amen us. Amen and amen. Now, the word teaching here. Doesn't it or does not the word teach does not show up in verse two? Right. Uh, perhaps it's because Paul assumes or presumes that Titus is the teacher at this level. Mm -hmm. But we see a slight change in verse three. Now, let's see, I had you read verse two, so I'll start verse three. <laughs> If I can find it. In the same way, older women are to be rev reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to excessive drinking. They are to teach what is good. That's just verse three. It goes on into verse four. Right. But we now have, I think, part of Paul's personal fear about not his teaching in women per se, but he's going to get into the point of have the women teaching other women. Because that was one of Paul's things that he seemed to be concerned about. Uh, he didn't want to be, he did certainly didn't want Titus to be overly, uh, friendly, shall we say, mm -hmm. with women uh, at all, uh, but certainly he'd rather have older women teaching younger women so right. that the enticement of the opposite gender will not cause Titus any problems. We have the same, the same, uh, the same stuff goes for today, you know, with, uh, with men teaching women, men being alone with women. Um, yes. You know, whether or not anything happens, there's always the possibility of somebody saying something happened. And, uh, yeah. you know, so, uh, so definitely, uh, um, definitely good advice to be careful. Um, I remember, uh, I remember that one, uh, that one trip, uh, when we were in Fort Campbell, I don't remember where exactly we went, but there was, uh, but people were dressed up in their swimwear. 
and uh, uh, and I remember one of the uh, one of the soldiers took one of the teenage girls somewhere and uh, uh, to talk with her privately, and she mm-hmm. had on this uh, this top that had a strap that went around her neck that she could change how it how it went, and she changed mm-hmm. it, and the old where there's smoke there's fire. Um, because yeah. she came back with her top looking different than when she had left. Um, there were there were accusations made, and it turned out all she had done was was fiddle with it, and uh, and there was nothing. But it certainly caused enough problems for uh, for that young man, um, who was older yes. than I was at the time. It's probably still older than I am. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Lord willing that he's still with us. Yes. Yeah. uh, Uh, And it's those kinds of things that I think Paul is putting in here, Mm -hmm. but it's still looking at, well, men are supposed to be temperate. Well, he didn't use the word temperate on this one. Right. uh, But he does talk about, you know, you can't be slave to drink. Right. I have nor nor addicted to much wine. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's fine. Uh, it says nor slanderers in this part. Mm-hmm. I will get to the word actual word gossip here in a minute. I have I have malicious slander- gossip. In verse two or three? In verse three, yeah. Not malicious okay. gossips. Instead, they are to teach what is good. Right. Surprise, we're talking about Christian values here. Mm-hmm. That's what's good. So that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands and to love their children. You know, it's this family unit. Children not just property. And same thing can be said to men about wives. Mm -hmm. Because they still had a lot of polygamy in those days. Another rabbit trail. Uh, I was... Sorry to see that the Mormon church is now supporting the uh, current act in in the Senate about supporting same-sex marriages. Uh, I know that from God, it is absolutely wrong. And I know that the Mormon church is wrong about... A good many things. Um, thank you. Thank you. Very politically put. Uh, you know, it's strange. They, I remember adding coals onto mm-hmm. their own heads. I remember them being one of the big uh, opponents to, I think it was Prop 8 in California, um, which, uh, which legalized uh, uh, gay marriage here in California. I remember they were they were the big opponents, the the big funders of uh, of against Prop Eight. I think it was Prop Eight. Not that it really matters yeah. much. I mean, we're about to come to up to another Prop Eight, so. Um, but right. yeah, <laughs> pretty regularly the way the numbers go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so it's strange how things can change in just a matter of years. But these older women are supposed to respect the families. They're supposed to teach it to the younger women. Uh, And it says, in submission to their husbands, so that God's word will not be slandered. 
yes, that sounds in today's terms really difficult and rather negative. What do you mean be supportive, you know, submissive? We don't have time to go into it now, but there was a lot of adultery going on all around the world mm -hmm. because with all those four, those other foreign gods with little G's, mm -hmm. it was, you know, well, love is the answer to everything and it's okay to fool around. Right. And Paul is saying to Titus, let him know it's not it. And it should be one husband, one wife, and being submissive to each other in the sexual desires, if I can get away with that. But that's not all, because it has to be so that God's word will not be slandered. You know, it can't be, oh, look, they say they're Christians, but they're over there having an orgy with the Artemis group. Right. Don't, you know, it's not going there. Right. And that's just part of the example. Yeah, and, and it still applies for today because there's so many people out there who've had such horrible experiences with, uh, with so-called Christians. Um, and we can be painted with a broad brush. Um, so we have to, uh, um, you know, we have to, we have to go above and beyond, really, um, mm -hmm. as far as, uh, as far as this stuff goes. You know, that was one thing Paul didn't have to deal with. Paul didn't have to deal with a wide variety of Christians uh, in, in all places and people saying, oh, yes, I'm a Christian, but no, I never go to church to read my Bible or pray. Right. Um, Paul had people, Christianity was brand spanking new. And so nobody really knew what to expect. Um, and then, of course, you know, rumors got spread and, you know, Nero and the, oh, yes, the Christians burned Rome to the ground um, kind of stuff. But, uh, um, you know, that eventually started happening. But, uh, um, but today we really have to, we really have to watch ourselves. And, uh, um, you know, because, uh, because somebody may have been mistreated by a Christian before. I mean, I remember back uh, in the 90s when I was going to Cal Poly, um, had, uh, 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 when I was in the, uh, the Rose Float uh, Committee, had one of the, uh, one of the people, um, there, huge problems, turned out she was well known to the, uh, uh, to the, to the campus police, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, on a first name basis, uh, but uh, she literally came right out and told one of uh, one of the other people, one of uh, one of my roommates, in fact, whom I'd been working slowly but surely with to uh, to bring him into into the fold into Christianity. Um, oh, if you don't believe like I believe, you're going to hell. And undid like easily six months worth of work, right then and there, on uh, um, uh, of of me trying to live as an example and trying to help this guy. Uh, overcome his hesitancy to to uh, to investigate and become Christian, um, and it was just in one fell swoop, just right like that. Oh yeah, you're going to hell. And uh, yeah, and we have to and and while while it may be true, and we do have to let people know, hey, if you don't follow Jesus, you're going to hell. 
I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to hide it. You know, we don't want to, we, you know, it's like a lot of, uh, like a lot of places do, but you don't just come mm-hmm. out and say it that way. <laughs> oh yeah, you're going to hell. No. No. Because that's passing judgment and taking that judgment away from God. Not right. And right. Yes. We, we see that all the time in yeah. Christian views and they're not really being kind and loving the way Jesus tells us to be. And so anyway, we have this and we have the older women teaching the younger women uh, and it's all to make sure of what? That God's word is seen as living and true. And holy. No lies from God. Yep. Yeah. I like uh, I like slan- I like your translation of slandered. Mine says not be dishonored. Which is which is fine, but I, I like the strong language of slander. That sounds more Paul to me. Yeah, in this particular case, <laughs> yes. Now in verse four, we can see a change back to Titus being the one who's teaching. Six. Uh six? Yes, six. Sorry. <laughs> Little print. Yep, it's six. Uh, go ahead and read that one for us, Bill. Oh, you, in a sim- you decide where you want to stop. Okay. In a similar way, urge the young men to be sensible and self-controlled and to behave wisely, taking life seriously. And in all things, show yourself to be an example of good works with purity and doctrine, having the strictest regard for integrity and truth, dignified, sound, and beyond reproach and instruction, so that the opponent of the faith will be shamed, having nothing bad to say about us. Okay, I I follow all that barely, but it's all in there because it's such an amplified. Yes, yeah, there's but quite a bit it, of amplified. You did not say the word teaching like I have teaching. Okay, I have urged the young men. Yes, it's Paul, I'm sorry, it's Titus teaching the young men. Right. Women teaching women, Titus can teach the men. Right. Uh, and yet it is to make teachers out of them too. So we have it. But uh, it's all supposed to be sound doctrine beyond reproach right. so that any opponents will be ashamed. I like the ashamed. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't have anything to say bad about us. Right. And that's the way my translation said it, right? Let's see. Bad to say about us, yes. Paul's including himself. I'm not there, but I don't want people speaking badly of Christ and Crete, and I don't want it lining up with either of our ministries. Right. And so we, again, see the point that we're making teachers here, which is a new concept in the scriptures. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, folks, even though First and Second Timothy come first in the Bible chronology, as it were, mm-hmm. Titus, it's believed, was written before First and Second Timothy. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so. And there, there's something in the greeting from the Timothys that is not in. Uh, 
Titus. Mm. Let's see. Let's see if I can find it. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Maybe that's part of it. Hold on. Uh, yeah, he has verse 1, t Titus 1.1. 1, 1. Um, he doesn't have, he has grace and peace in it, but not mercy. And they, they uh, scholars assume that because he doesn't have it there in Titus, that maybe he was developing things a little further when he got to Timothy. <laughs> we don't know. They were written very similar, close to each other. Uh, and I guess that's a rabbit trail I really didn't have to go through. Uh, that's fine. Um, no, I, I noticed in my own uh, in my own stuff as I write the uh, the intros uh, for the the descriptions for the shows that uh, that they develop over time too. So it's uh, you know it, it would be a perfectly natural thing for uh, for those uh, greetings to develop over time with Paul. Um, I'm sure mm -hmm. not to uh, not to compare myself with Paul, of course, but uh, but just uh, a person with a person. <laughs> For verse 9, we have that topic again. Mm -hmm. It says, slaves are to be submissive to their masters. Uh, do you have a, one that says slave or does it say bondservant? The Amplified says bondservant. Good. Uh, bondservant is probably the better idea mm -hmm. because the point of, of this submission uh, it goes on to say, in everything, and to be well-pleasing, not talking back or stealing, right. but demonstrating utter faithfulness so that they may adorn the teaching of God, our Savior, in everything. Mm -hmm. The commentators really like focusing on the point here that it's a reminder of Jesus with a towel and a basin yeah. doing the lowest of low jobs when company comes. Mm -hmm. And that's washing the feet of others. Right. And Jesus was willing to be that kind of a servant. And that's what Paul is telling the bond servants and slaves. That's is how they should be also yeah working to their masters, whatever the situation was. And if it was written today, I'm sure it would say employees be subject to your own managers um, because yes. that is the common, uh, the common way. Of course, uh, for the self-employed, it'd be, be subject to your own, uh, your own uh, clients. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's always somebody else. Right. Uh, that, that we're doing things for. Uh, I'm thinking of a great John Wayne movie called McClintock. Yeah. And he's talking uh, to his future son-in-law, who in real life was his son. Right. But he's... the the At that point, just his hired hand is talking about that he's just an employee of this great rancher. And shucks, I'm getting all misty. The rancher is saying, what are you talking about? 
I serve the people of this country by raising cattle mm -hmm. and having the, you know, get doing all the trouble to get them shipped out to market. And of course, getting paid and they didn't talk about the money, no. but it was really that much uh, when yeah. you come right down to it. The middlemen who make most of the money. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the fact that everybody works for somebody else. Right. Uh, and we as Christians need to realize that ultimately we're working for the big guy. Yeah. The big G. The big G. I like it. And that. we have these examples. <laughs> The OG. <laughs> the OG? No, it's the same. Uh, it, it normally normally it means original gangster, but uh, the, the the original, original God. God. Well, <laughs> you're right on that point too, aren't you? But it is indeed God, and we have to look past all of our intermediate bosses that we might have working with them to do our best that we can so that God is the step that is furthered and seen for others. And we want to teach people about Jesus no matter what. So even bond servants or slaves were supposed to be submissive that way, and we today are supposed to be submissive. Wives are supposed to be submissive to husbands. Husbands are supposed to be submissive to wives. Right. There are needs both directions. Mm -hmm. you're, a, you're a team. You're a two for one. And in this day and age with families, when there are children, there are times when parents need to be submissive to children. The answer is not always giving them a swift swat on the rump. Right. But, you know, getting down to it and, and really being submissive to find out what the child is thinking at the time. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to say we can do those kinds of things because of love for God. Right. All right. Do you have any boxes on nine or ten, Bill? Uh, no. No. Um, yeah, I, I have, uh, oh, uh, on, uh, in 10 though, um, the, uh, the Amplified, uh, translates so that in every respect, they will adorn and do credit to the teaching of God, our savior. I have that too. Did I not read it? No, I think you just said, uh, do credit or yeah, just do credit. I, I don't remember you saying adorn. Maybe, uh, maybe mm. you didn't. I just wasn't paying enough attention. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's quite quite all right because it's important to yeah. say. It. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, we're back to we're, we're back to showing the world that Christians are good people, as good as people can be. Um, yes. You know that to be a Christian means to do right and do and do uh, do good um, to yeah. others. Um, but of course, uh, just showing that isn't enough. Because uh, I remember a story of uh, of one uh, one church leader who uh, he was getting ready to move and uh, um, and he was uh, he was saying goodbye to his neighbors whom he didn't know really well but uh, um, but you know yeah he said yeah you know I'm I'm moving to another place and blah 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 and the uh, the other mm -hmm. guy said wow 
you know, I'm going to miss you. Um, you know, I've always, uh, I've always meant to, uh, you know, always thought you were a really good guy. And, uh, and I promise one of these days I'm going to check out the Mormons. Because that was what he thought mm -hmm. of as a good, per as a quote unquote, good person was a Mormon, not a, uh, not yeah. a Christian. And uh, so yes. that's definitely one example where living the life wasn't enough. He should have approached yes. his neighbor and said, this is what I am and this is why I do what I do. And, uh, and I'll, so learn, get, get to know your neighbors, which I'm trying to, uh, I've got a little translator earbud now that, uh, that I can use to talk to more of my neighbors with, but, uh, um, started using it in, uh, in church. <laughs> uh -huh. It's, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really helpful. Terrific. Yeah. I might want to learn more about that. Yeah. As I sit here, meaning not that I thought about it earlier, but as I sit here and look at that phrase, when you're talking about slaves or bond servants, it's not you are to try to teach your masters these things. Right. But adorn means put it on and show the teachings that are there in your actions words and your deeds without trying to actually be the teacher right you're adorning them on so that those people above you that probably can be related to things at work as well mm -hmm. today if we are showing the teachings of god in our lives we're not just you need to do it this way or you're going to hell right. to borrow from a recent conversation <laughs> it is the point of saying that we show our Christ likeness. We don't get into dirty jokes at work. Right. We don't get into excessive drinking at the bar. Mind you, I didn't say you had to stop going. Right. But it needs to be everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. In my days uh, as a minister and as a chaplain, I had lots of Christian would say, oh, I would never go into a bar. And it would have to be for me saying, well, that's okay. I can do it for you. Right. Because I know that the bar needs Christ also. Right. Yeah, we can't, uh, uh, we can't get we, into a holy huddle. We, uh, we have yep. to spend time in the mission field. Yes. And others would say they couldn't get in, go into hospital settings because they can't handle all those things. I said I could. Others who can go in and do prison ministry, like your great grandpa Curry, mm -hmm. uh, who definitely was, I, I can call him a chaplain. Sure. He, he wasn't ordained or even, you know, but he was willing to go in and teach Sunday school in, in jail settings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was fantastic, but I could just don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. in that setup. Others who can, uh, and so we see that, that we are supposed to teach where we are able. And if you're not able, then you at least adorn Christ-like attitudes so that no one has any doubt. And that's what we go forward to. And people can do it different ways. Yep. 
Catholic priest will wear the collar all the time. Mm -hmm. I considered doing that, mm -hmm. but it just didn't seem right, right because people would think that I was Catholic yeah. instead of, and there are other groups, the Episcopals and even Presbyterians, to name two mm -hmm. groups, uh, Church of England, Anglicans, they wear the collar right. all the time. Right. And there are even some Methodists who do it, mm -hmm. but I just never got into that point. Yeah, well, I've got uh, my little, I've got my little Cairo cross, and and you know, it's mostly for me, but uh, but sometimes people will ask me about it, and uh, yep. um, and of course, uh, Rudy has his uh, his his uh, cross tattoo with the uh, with John three sixteen on it. Where is it at? Where is that? It's on his face. Yes, he can't hide it. I believe it's under his right eye. Or no, off to the off to the side of his right eye. eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you know that's again different people have different ways of expressing it. Yep. Me, I don't like needles. I'm not getting a tattoo. <laughs> uh, no matter how nice it might look. All right. We're doing verse eleven. Let's wrap this up. I don't know how we're doing on. Time, oh, we're over. We need to we we need to we need to Are we? yeah it's okay we can uh, we can take a few minutes to wrap it up i am so sorry no, no worries for the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation for all people instructing us to deny godliness and worldly lust and to live in a sensible righteous and godly way in the present age 2022 Yep. Included. And 23, soon to come. <laughs> yes, sooner than I necessarily wanted. But Paul is saying, proclaim these things. Encourage and rebuke. Rebuke is a word that we do not really tolerate very well. No. Nobody wants to be rebuked. But when you have to correct somebody, do it with all authority and let no one disregard you. Right. That is how our Christian attitude needs to be. Mm -hmm. If there's nothing else about me that people remember, it's my Christ, my desire for Christ to be seen in me. So that they might want the same thing. Be bold in your Christianity. So, Yes, sir. Yep. This chapter is absolutely important yeah. for 2022 and 2023, 24, 25, 26, until and the Lord until comes, the Lord again. comes again. We look forward to it. We don't know necessarily when it's going to happen, but we need to be ready, and we still need to teach the next generations mm -hmm. because we're living much longer, so we need uh, generations. Uh, I know it's a rabbit trail, but it has to do with generations, plural. Okay. Uh, the producer recently found an article that said half of all the people in history mm -hmm. who have lived to be 65 years old are alive today. Wow. So all of history, everybody who reached 65, half of us are right here right now. There's importance about continuing the messages of God to future generations 
not just with one generation. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Grandma Patty had uh, great great grandchildren. She didn't have any triple greats, did she? Are there any? Are there any triple greats? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, but she had definitely great great grandchildren. Yep. And uh, yeah, at the ripe old age of ninety three, uh, yeah, um, she definitely uh, you know led uh, led the life she could. And uh, yep. um, you know, so uh, definitely her her children and grandchildren seem to know uh, seem to know about Jesus. But uh, as spread yes. out as we all are. But uh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, we need to remember that there, yeah, there are generations upon generations of people, and uh, and we need to reach them all. Yep. But right now, you need to focus on one. Each one, reach one. <laughs> all right. Each one, teach one. Take it away, Bill. All right. Well, uh, since we've come to the end of another uh, another chapter, uh, this is definitely one of the greatest chapters. Uh, it is very important because it gives us the the skeleton, the uh, the framework for uh, for reaching others, for teaching others as Christians, and uh, yes. um, you know, show, living by example, so that we can do credit to the teaching of God, our Savior. And, uh, and so the next generation can continue. So the, the next teaching. generation can continue the teaching, and uh, yes. um, you know, so uh, so definitely, uh, definitely read through this verse by verse. Um, check out the uh, the commentaries and the study bibles and all of that good stuff, so you can get the most out of it. Um, but uh, uh, but since we've reached the end, uh, it's time to ask you if you are ready to join us in this family of Christianity. We do this not with sacrifice because Jesus took care of that for us and uh, rose from the dead and uh, um, and uh, provides us with salvation. Um, we don't use magical spells or mystical ceremonies. The sinner's prayer is not a magic spell. It is simply a realignment with uh, of ourselves with, uh, with the heart of God. And if you're just getting started, then it brings you to the narrow gate. Um, you are called then to live the life, to walk on that narrow path, um, and, uh, and get to heaven, um, in the good way, because, uh, it turns out all roads do lead to God, but some of them lead to the wrong side of the white throne, uh, <laughs> and you'll get, uh, you'll get, uh, you'll get the boot, the boot, okay. but, uh, um, but yeah, um, and uh, um, and uh, so uh, um, so we say the sinner's prayer to realign our hearts with that of the Lord's, and uh, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall, and continually fall short of the glory of God. So we all need to realign ourselves. Some people daily, some people more often than that. And uh, um, I've been in positions where uh, where I've definitely felt uh, separate from God uh, halfway through the day and and have start and have stopped to pray. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, um, of course, prayer shouldn't just be for desperation. It should be for praise and glory and thanks as well. Um, thank him for all things. But, uh, um, so, uh, so whether you've been a believer for a second or a century, I invite you to say the sinner's prayer with us. We'll each say it in our own way and, uh, um, and, uh, just, uh, make sure we have the right principles in it and a pure and humble heart. Contrite, I believe, is the word uh, often used. 
So, uh, so let's go ahead and uh, and do this together. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Show me how to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Show me how to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And teach me how to love my neighbor as myself. Teach me to better love my neighbor as myself. Uh, guide my steps on the path you would have me take. Guide me in the steps, path that you would have me take. And help me to do the work you would have me do for your kingdom. And help me to continue doing the work you have for your kingdom. Uh, <laughs> come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Remain in my heart, being my Lord and Savior. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All these things and more we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And there we have it. Um, of course, uh, right now, tomorrow is Sunday. And so that makes your next step really easy. Um, all you have to do is find yourself a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church with Bible-believing fellowship. And uh, a lot of Bible believing, uh, because uh, we're not to abandon the assembly, and uh, so we need to get ourselves to church, and because uh, yeah. church is the best place to find out what your next steps are going to be uh, on this path you've decided to take. And even if you haven't decided to take the path yet, um, go find yourself a church and find more about uh, how that church uh, affects your neighborhood, affects your community and uh and how it can affect you so uh just make sure it's bible believing um but uh um but of course uh the most important thing is to come back for more shows because we do uh we do these twice a week um on tuesdays we do ywl online totally approachable bible study for all where we are currently journeying through the psalter which means uh the psalms um, and uh, this week we are starting with Psalm 78, I believe. Yes. No, 83. 83. 83. So uh, read 83 through 87, uh, inclusive. Um, that way you can uh, be prepared to join in the conversation. Because we'd certainly love to hear from you. Um, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can comment, like, share, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, or uh, or send us direct messages, and we will respond uh, as soon as we see them. Um, I'm still uh, still working to figure out exactly how to see all that on the uh, on the uh, um, on the the, the podcast uh, platforms, but uh, um, but I'll get there. I promise. Um, but you can always find us on uh, YWL online on Facebook and send us a message there if you like. Um, but. Uh, um, and so uh, let's see. On Thursday, I have another uh, another episode of Not Quite After Midnight, where I will be interviewing. Let's see, who am I interviewing this week? Uh, is that twenty fourth already? Wow! I am going to be uh, interviewing Kim Langling and Andrea Fay Christians. Uh, Kim is a. Uh, um, is someone who's looking to share her faith, nature, love of animals, and as a veteran living with PTSD. Um, so uh, some important stuff there. And uh, Andrea um, 
is a uh, is a time travel fantasy uh, author. Um, so we'll have ourselves an interesting conversation, and uh, certainly hope you can join us for that. And then, of course, uh, next Saturday we will be returning to our. Uh, um, oh, there. I think that's it. Yes, that's it. We will be continuing to our uh, our journey through Dr. John Barnett's 52 Greatest Chapters of the Bible. And we'll be getting into Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews 10, Christ died once for sins. Hey, we just talked about that. And uh, so, uh, so it's an important one. Um, we'll be spending a couple weeks in Hebrews. Um, but, uh, uh, but next Saturday is Hebrews 10. So uh, go ahead and read that so you can join in the conversation there. Um, you know, always uh, read, uh, read more of the Bible than we do here in the show because we only have so much time uh, to spend with you uh, each day that we're here. And uh, um, so uh, you have more time on your own to read uh, the Bible, which is the most important, some commentaries, which is kind of important because it can help you, uh, help you realize more meaning than you might have on your own. Uh, study Bibles are certainly important. Um, I know one gentleman who keeps uh, who keeps the stack of dictionaries uh, nearby. Uh, um, uh, regular dictionary, English dictionary, a uh, um, a Bible dictionary, and I don't remember what the third one is that he uh, that he keeps, but uh, uh, but he definitely keeps a couple um, just to help make sure that he understands the words that are being used. Um, use a couple different translations too, um, because uh, the different translators have a different point of view on the uh, on the different uh, phrasing. Um, some uh, translations are more literal, and some translations are more uh, um, are more. I don't want to say figurative, but they cover more of the meaning of the words as opposed to the words themselves, like I do it with the Amplified. Um, it gives more than just what the word said. Um, it also tells tells me, oh, well, this is what the word meant to the people who uh, who Paul was writing to, or whomever wrote the uh, wrote the Bible. And there are others that are in between. Um, you know, one of the easiest ones to read is the NIV, I think, um, but uh, um, for for beginners. Um, but definitely uh, take a look at a few. There are some great uh, translations out there. And with that, uh, I think we've reached the end of another uh, another edition of YWL Online's Anything Can Happen Saturday. Uh, again, if you've missed a, a previous episode, feel free to scroll on down and take a look at the old ones. Um, oh, Rudy stepped out. Uh, so, uh, so I'll ask you, Pop, uh, you have anything to say to the nice people? God's blessing for a good day and Lord's Day tomorrow. Amen to that. And uh, on Rudy's behalf, I'll say I'll give a waka 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 with the Lord. <laughs> and uh, remember to love, go out there and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, and uh, but for myself, um, stay uh, wash your hands and uh, stay tuned for the end credits. God bless you too. Oops. I didn't have the, the, the end credits set up. <laughs> I put oh. I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm signing off. All right. God bless. You too. Thank you all for tuning in. This is a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank my producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. 
I, of course, am your humble host. I'd like to thank my uh, beloved father, my co-host, Chaplain Bill Hatch, and my beloved Ed McMahon, Rudy Corlew. Yes! If you feel so led, support the show over on Patreon. Uh, we're Bald Spots Pro over there. Uh, there are lots of interesting uh, uh, interesting uh, sponsorship uh, opportunities over there. Don't you dare miss Not Quite After Midnight. You can find us on Facebook and uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please like, comment, and share uh, to stay informed. Subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to kick that algorithm into gear so we can reach more people. Thank you again for tuning in, and have yourselves a wonderful whenever.